Hey, you. Who, me? Yes, you. Get ready for a time in the word. Let us go into Job chapter 1, verse 6. Let us read. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro on the earth, and from walking up and down on it. The Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job, that there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, who fears God and turns away from evil? Then Satan answers the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has? On every side, you have blessed the work of his hands, and his possessions have increased in the land. But stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold all that he has in your hand, only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. Now, we have a situation here that is extremely interesting. We have the heavenly hosts that come and they are before the Lord Almighty. We notice that it says that the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord in verse 6. And it says, and Satan also came among them. In other words, he's excluded. But he also came in. Notice that he's not restricted. Notice that he is not part of the sons of God. But he has access to this place where they're meeting. Now, the Lord noticed Satan and says to him, The Lord said to Satan, From where have you come? And Satan answers the Lord and said, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking up and down on it. He tells the Lord that he's been sojourning the earth. That he's been walking on the earth, up and down, going from nation to nation, from country to country, seeing the lives of every individual, seeing the examining the lives of people on the earth. And the Lord notices that he has perhaps focus his attention on a man named Job. And the Lord presents him to Satan and says, Have you considered my servant Job? In other words, have you noticed him? Have you examined him? Have you seen how he honors me? Because notice what he says, that there is none like him on the earth. He is blameless and upright. And he fears God. And he turns away from evil. So notice the qualities that he has. He's blameless. There's nothing that you can blame him for. He's upright. He walks in righteousness. And he fears God. 
and he runs away from evil. He runs away from sin. He turns away from it. And those are qualities that are worthy to be admired. And God presents those qualities to the enemy. He says this man is does not like him on the earth. He's blameless. He's upright. He fears God and he turns away evil. And notice what Satan uh, comes back and he does a rebuttal. He comes back and tells the Lord. Then Satan answers the Lord and said, Does Job fear God for no reason? In other words, this man is serving you because obviously you're pouring down blessings on him. You're giving him your best. And because you're giving him your best, he worships you just because you supply him with needs. He's like an animal that you're feeding. He loves you because you're feeding him. If you stop feeding him, he will bite your hand, basically. But notice what the enemy tells the Lord. And this is interesting because we get we we are we're having a, a, a we're seeing behind the curtains. We're seeing the things that happens in the heavenly realm and also in the spiritual realm. We're seeing things that we might not have this information so readily available to us if it wasn't for this conversation and if it wasn't recorded in scripture. Notice what it says in verse 10. Have you not put a hedge around him and his house and all that he has on every side? You bless the work of his hands and his possession have increased in the land. So notice, first of all, the protection of God. One can understand from what, it, if you look and you read between the lines, we can understand that the enemy perhaps has tried to attack Job. The enemy has tried to attack the ones in his household. The enemy has tried to attack his finances. The enemy had tried, has tried to attack him on every side. Notice this. Notice, my friends, what it says in verse 10. It says, have you not put a hedge around him? and his house, and all that he has, on every side, you bless the work of his hands, and his possession, and you have increased his wealth in the land, you have increased it, you bless them, you protect them, you are his covering, in other words, I tried to attack him from that side, from that side, but he is protected, and, and also he is blessed, you bless them. So God blesses his children. God covers his children. And God covers the things that belong to his children. And the enemy does not have access. Unless God allows him to have access to you. Unless God allows it, this trial, this situation to come into your life, into our lives. With a divine purpose. So and the enemy also says that God blesses. You have blessed the work of his hands and his possession that has increased in the land. So your job, whatever you have that you touch, whatever you do, your work, your vocation, whatever you do, it is blessed by God and God allows it to increase. His possessions have increased, the enemy says. Notice that God says, doesn't correct them in that because indeed, God has blessed him. Indeed, God is protecting him. 
indeed God's love and covering is on him and on his family. But notice what the enemy says in verse 11. He says, but stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will curse you to your face. Notice what the enemy is telling God. Stretch, stretch out your hand in wrath towards him. And take away all that he has, all the blessings that you have given him. And he will, in turn, turn around and curse you and damn you and declare you and blaspheme your name to your face. The Lord considers what the enemy has said and he allows the enemy to test his servant Job. In verse 12, the Lord says, And the Lord said to Satan, Behold all that he has in your hand. Only against him do not stretch out your hand. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. So the enemy came in to the presence of God with a plan to destroy this man named Job and to embarrass God and to let God know that this man only serves him because God basically is blessing him because God is pouring out his blessings. And he said, if you take out your blessings from him, you will curse, he will curse you to your face. And now we're going to see in the following verses what a heart of worship looks like. We're going to see a heart be crushed. We're going to see a heart that will be crushed. But out of it, a sweet aroma of worship will come out. Stay tuned for It's Time for the Word Thursdays. Welcome to part two of Time in the Word Thursdays. Now we're going to get into Satan's attack. He's going to attack Joe's property and he's going to attack his children. So everything that Joe has, all the fruits of his blessings, will be on the attack. And then we're going to read verses 13 through 22. And I want you to feel the intensity of the things that are happening as they happen. A day came where Job lost everything. Notice the intensity of this text. Notice of the intensity of what I'm about to read to you. So here we go. Follow me. Verse 13. Now there was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And there came a messenger to Job's and said, The oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding besides them. And as the Sabians fell upon them and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said, The fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them. 
and I alone have escaped to tell you. While he was yet speaking, there came another and said the Chaldeans formed three groups and made a raid on the camels and took them and struck down the servants with the edge of the sword. And I alone have escaped to tell you while he was just speaking. There came another and said, Your sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's house. And behold, a great wind came across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house. And it fell upon the young people and they are dead. And I alone have escaped to tell you. Then Job arose and tore his robe and shaved his head and fell on the ground in worship. And he said, Naked I came from the, my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Bless the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all of this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. In the beginning of this, we our introduction, we noticed that the enemy said that Job praises God, that he loves God, that he serves God for all the things that God has given him. We see the enemy comes in and he takes away his property, he takes away his servants, he takes away his children. He annihilates them. He uses the forces that he has available to him. He uses people. He uses the wind, he uses nature, and he strategically takes everything away from Job except the life of Job, which God forbade the enemy to take. So when Job hears this in one single day, he lost everything that was dear to him mostly his children, he tore his clothes, shaved his head, and humbles himself before the Lord and said, the Lord gave because I came naked into the world from my mother's womb and naked I shall return. And then he adds in verse 21, the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. He understood that if all these things are happening to him, they are happening because God is allowing it to happen. There's things that happen in our lives that we do not know why they're happening to us. But yet, God is aware of what is happening to us. This is pretty difficult for those who are sick, for those who are going through a certain situation, for those who have lost someone. All these things are pretty difficult to understand and receive. However, God is God and we are not God. He is sovereign and we are not. He is holy and we are sanctified by the blood of the Lamb. Otherwise, we will be enemies of God in our sinful state. And here we have this man named Job. He surrenders himself 
to the situation, but in the midst of the situation, he acknowledges that God is in control. He says, naked I came into the world, and naked I should live. The Lord gave, and the Lord took away, and then he praises him. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then verse 22, which is basically the title of everything that we will read if we were to read the whole book of Job, of everything that we would were, we were read will be under this heading. And in all of this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. He didn't curse God. He didn't reject God. He All he did was humble himself before the Lord. He was still before God. And said, blessed be the name of the Lord. And in all of this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. Incredible. That Job loved the Lord so much, so intimately, that instead of charging God with wrong, he knelt down and worshipped him. I know that this sounds very difficult, and believe me, it is. However, it's still possible to praise the Lord in the midst of the storms, to praise the Lord in the middle of your trials, to praise the Lord in the middle of the hard times that you may be going through. God is in control. God is fully aware of what you're going through. Let him in. Let him into your heart. Let him into your soul. Let him into your thoughts. And let him guide you in the middle of this trial, in the middle of this difficulty and hardship that you may be encountering. The Lord is aware of what's happening and he has a bigger plan for your life than you have for your life. Trust, let us trust God in this moment. But notice the enemy, the accuser was wrong. Job did not serve the Lord for the things that God gave him. Job did not serve God for the blessings. He served God for who he was and who he is in him. Job knew God. He walked with God. And Job will soon see God in a deeper way. In a deeper way. The things that he has lost, the things that he has that has, has had stolen from him, those things will be restored to him. But God will glorify himself even more in the lives of Job. And Job will hear the voice of God. And in some way, he will experience the glory of God. Your trial, your problem, will direct you 
to deeper intimacy with God, to a new level, to a new place where you will hear his voice and you will know it distinctively from any other voices. And my, sh my, my shepherd, my God, my King, my Lord, my sheep hear my voice and they follow me. God bless you, brothers and sisters. And this is Thursday in the Word. Stay strong. Stay blessed.